Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. I'm Mike, along with Joel, for another week of Growing in Grace. Welcome to our humble little podcast here at growingingrace.org. Looking for some good news? Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it because we've got good news for you. And uh, Joel, we've been talking about identity, sanctification, the fact that we're the righteousness of God, that Jesus did it all that we're not pursuing something that God has already provided for us when it comes to our spiritual identity in him, our our position in Christ. When it comes to understanding the righteousness of God, the Israelites were pursuing a righteousness through works. We're not doing that. We've attained those things by the the gifting of God and through the finished work of Jesus Christ. So we're going to be talking more about that. I hope you're doing okay this week, Mr. Joel. Yeah, doing well. And you did mention our humble little podcast, and we're very proud of our humble little podcast. Just wanted to add that. Yes. Not a (laughs) sinful, it's not a sinful pride, is it? (laughs) It's our baby, and we're proud of our baby. (laughs) No, (laughs) it's... It's definitely a work that God began in us, and he's continued to see it through for 12 years. So, yeah, in that way, it's it's that kind of a pride. We're happy about it. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's something that, just like this podcast, it's something that, in my mind, in my heart, I know that God has done it. I couldn't possibly do this. And in the, and in the same way, when it comes to sanctification, I know that it's a work— that God has done. It's not been my own work. As we've talked about, you can please go back and listen to the last two or three weeks of our podcast where we've been talking about sanctification. It is something that God has done. God has done it, and it's not something that our works could ever accomplish, because here's the question we wanted to ask, or at least one of them. Okay, we read from Hebrews 12, 14, pursue peace with all men and the sanctification without which no one will see the Lord. Well, pursue holiness, pursue sanctification. Well, how much every day do you have to do to pursue holiness and sanctification? When do you know you've arrived? You're there. What if, what if, because it says here, without which no one will see the Lord, what if you have been struggling and striving and trying to pursue sanctification and you haven't arrived and then you get hit by a bus? Will you? Are you going to make it? And so, what's the point? What is the point of arrival? What's the mark? How do you know that you're sanctified enough? <laughs> and so, the good news is that God indeed has already sanctified us. We've been set apart by God, and now there is this daily outward showing of what's already true of us inside. But it, it's not as if it's not as if it's something that we have to arrive at a certain place. We have to progressively, every day, get a little bit more sanctified, a little bit more sanctified, a little bit more sanctified, a little bit more holy every day. Like we're aiming for this thing where we just got to do it. But it's it's really just let this inward reality be shown outwardly. I think that's really the gist of what's being said here. There is the outward factor. The problem is people confuse 
our outward behavior, our actions and lifestyle with what God has accomplished in us exactly. through Jesus Christ. And so th there's this blurred line that's going on all the time. You are sanctified. Are you trying to set apart your behavior? Well, okay, uh, go ahead and do that. I mean, that that's fine. Like you were saying, Joel, I mean, let's, let's behave like who we already are. But behavior, as we already know, is, is trying to improve that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's a progressive thing. And it's involving us a little bit more. And, and that's okay. I mean, it's, it's good to avoid evil and to do good. It's good to avoid sinful activity, right? Because those things hurt us. And God doesn't want us to be hurt. So nothing wrong with that. But we're talking about the, the whole spiritual perspective here. Because those things have nothing to do with our identity in Christ. We are in him. He is in us. And, and there are more scriptures in the New Testament that define or describe us in Christ more than Christ in us. Isn't that something? And so in Christ is a phrase I think we should become more acclimated with as, as we grow in, in our, our grace and, and the knowledge that we have in, in the good news of Jesus Christ. But good questions, Joel. I mean, how do you know you've arrived at that place where this thing called sanctification or whatever, how do you know if, if, if it's involving your behavior, how do you know you've gotten there without which no one will see the Lord? See, that's why we've got good news here, because sanctification, we said this earlier, but sanctification cannot be defined outside of the person of Jesus Christ. John 17, Jesus said that he sanctified himself so that we could be sanctified in his truth, the truth of his word. Also, 1 John 4, 4, 17 is really what I'm looking for, but let's just take a look at a few verses here. 1 John 4, whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. We have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love, and the one who abides in love abides in God. God abides in him. Verse 17, 1 John 4. By this, love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. He goes on to say there's no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves punishment and the one who fears is not perfected in love. So again, as he is, so are we in this world. So let's ask ourselves some questions here. Do you believe Jesus is righteous? Do you believe he is holy? Do you believe he is perfect? Do you believe he is sinless? Do you believe he's sanctified, set apart and holy? Well, if you believe that about Jesus, you should believe it about yourself, because as he is, so are we, even in this world. So there's your answer. You can ask a lot of questions from time to time, and a lot of those questions can be answered by going back to 1 John 4, 17, as he is, so are we in this world. One more question that involves a podcast from a couple of, well, maybe several weeks ago now, and that is, do you believe Jesus had a sinful nature? No, of course not. As he is, so are we in this world. Hmm. Yeah, those are good questions, and that's a reality. See, that's a reality. What you just read there is the truth that we may have boldness, boldness in the day of judgment, <laughs> because as He is, so are we in this world. That's why we can have boldness. 
because we're not progressively becoming as he is. We're not progressively becoming that way, but we have become that way. As he is, so are we. Not so are we becoming, but so are we in this world. It's the reality. Uh, Sometimes the outward circumstances don't appear that way. Maybe many times. (laughs) In, In this fallen world, where we still have a lot of junk going on in this world, we still have the flesh, we have the enemies, you know, the world, the flesh, the devil. We have these these enemies. Sometimes it does not appear that way. But the reality is not based upon what we see. The reality is based upon the truth, the truth that God has sanctified us, that through the blood of Jesus, through the one-time offering, God has set us apart unto himself, and as Jesus is, so are we in this world. And so then people who have this idea that, well, we need to progressively make ourselves more sanctified. It's kind of like, you know, what's the mark? How do you know? Are you keeping the law? Are you are you following all the commandments? Is, is that your mark? Is that what you think you're supposed to be after? And well, how well are you doing on that? Do you keep all of the laws? Well, I'm trying. I'm trying my hardest. Well, what's your hardest? How, how hard do you have to try? What if one person over here thinks they're doing well, just for example, at, at keeping two of the Ten Commandments? What if another person over here thinks, well, I'm doing eight of them pretty well? So which one, I mean, what really is the mark? How do you know that you've done it or that you're doing well enough? Well, I'm just trying my hardest. That's not what it says. <laughs> That's not what it says. Jesus, back in Matthew 5, he said, be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. See, that's the mark. That's what we need to attain to, perfection. And the good news, as we keep going back to, the good news is that it's not something that we do. It's not something that we can try hard enough and maybe someday attain, or just keep trying every day to reach some mark of Well, again, perfection is something that God has done in us. God has perfected us through the blood of Jesus. We have not perfected ourselves or made ourselves any more sanctified than we were yesterday by our own works. And people will get confused again because they think, well, I'm still struggling with sin. I I must have a sinful heart. I must be, you know, having something going wrong here for me to be doing what I'm doing. Look, in the New Testament, The word sin or sins in the Greek might surprise you to know that we have the verb, the action of sinning, and we have the noun, which would be like the the condition of sin that we were born into, inherited from, from Adam at one time. That word, the noun, appears nearly four times as often as the action, the verb. And so you see, what had to happen was Jesus through his one sacrifice, just one, we, we needed one solution here to take care of the verbs. Why? Because you and I can never perform enough penance or do anything on our own to ensure that we have attained forgiveness for every wrong thought, every wrong deed, every wrong action. We can't do it. Couldn't keep up with it. We'd fall short. It doesn't matter whether you have one sin that's unforgiven or one million sins. Both instances would be unacceptable before a holy God. So the whole thing had to be dealt with, and it was by God through Jesus Christ and his shed blood at that one-time sacrifice. The sins, the verbs for the entire world from beginning until the end have been dealt with 
on the issue of forgiveness. Now, the real issue, and why it appears four times more often in the New Testament, the real issue is the noun, the condition of the heart, the sinful nature that needs to be exchanged for a righteous nature. And how does that happen? It happens through belief. He who does not believe is condemned already, but for the believer, we have an eternal righteousness. Mm-hmm. It's once and for all. It never was about our behavior, because this righteousness that we've attained, it was never about our behavior. It was about the finished work of Jesus Christ. We are righteous. We are holy. We are justified because of the blood of Jesus. And so it was never about how well we could perform, and it never is, even in our day-to-day life. It's not about how well we can perform. It's about what Jesus has done. We fix our eyes not on our sins, not on our sinful behavior, not on the sin condition, because, again, all of that was actually taken away by the blood of Jesus. We fix our eyes on Jesus who's the author of our faith. He's the perfecter of our faith. We put our eyes on him, and we don't have to walk around with a sin consciousness worried about, am I sanctified enough? Have I done enough to make myself right with God? We rest in that finished work, the once and for all sacrifice and offering of Jesus. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.